The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in. Take my hand. Say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious, we'll be friends. Welcome in everyone, all of my friends and long time and many of you long, long time friends. Um to tonight's visibilities, we are spotlighting and recognizing tonight, especially those who have been members of ACB for at least 25 years. And there's a good number of us that are still around, thank heavens. Um, and I see several of you have joined with me this evening. And... That doesn't mean that the others are not welcome as well. You absolutely are. Um, I just wanted to kind of recognize, you know, this started out, so I had the idea, we should do a half-century club. And then I said, well, 50 years might be a little, we might run a little short on people for 50 years. Though I could think of uh, at least a half a dozen or more of us, but um, I said, let's make it 25 years. And so that's kind of where we're at tonight. And what we really would like to do is have an open discussion from, well, from everyone, but especially those who have been members for 25 years on a couple of different things. You know, what has changed? What changes do you like? What changes do you think might not have been quite so great? Um, we've come a long way from back in the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s, but we uh, certainly have a lot of us that do remember back to some pretty wild and crazy times back then, but also to some very, very productive things that took place in this organization through the years. And I thought it would be nice to remember some of those things. You know, some of the things that, you know, like the beginnings of ACB Media, um, you know, that all took place back in 99 and 98, 99 in that area. Um, I'm hoping that our, I keep calling him our senior, senior past president, gets a chance to get on tonight. Um, and, uh, you know, he was very heavily involved in that at the time. And one of the other things that I wanted to see is, you know, what's kept you around? What keeps you busy? What keeps some of you in, some of us in leadership? What, what has, um, you know, what's been your trip through ACB? And, uh. So anyone that wants to raise their hand and just kind of let people know what you've done uh, and why you're still with ACB. And then I have one other question. And that one I would like everybody to think about. 
and that is especially the 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 silver stars here. You know, I, they had to come up with a name, and I said, "So, well, it's a silver anniversary. It's twenty five years." Um, and that is, if you had one piece of advice to offer to the leadership of our current and next generation, what would that be? And the first hand up, of course, is <laughs> um, Dr. Lynn Corral. She's come mm-hmm. a long way from back in the day. <laughs> well, I don't know how long I've been a member of ACB, but definitely uh, somewhere around the 1980 or more. Um, <clears throat> I've been around for a long time, and I don't—I didn't really know much about the national, um, you know, thing, the national office until about, um, oh, probably 1993 when I moved up to Alaska. But I did learn a lot about it. I think what's changed the most is just the uh, national representative. Now it's the executive director. And so that was like, you know, I don't know if I was around when Oral was president. I wasn't. When I started out, when I remember, when I remember was Leroy Saunders, but maybe I was uh, around when Grant Mack was, but I wasn't really paying attention as much until Leroy Saunders was the president. So, you know, I've been around for a long time um, in California. I was, you know, the Greater Los Angeles chapter, and then in Anchorage, Juneau, and Sarasota, and now here in Olympia. So, you know, I've been around <laughs> for a long time. So, you know, I think that that's what I think is the most. And also, I didn't really know much about the committees. I don't think there was many. There were many as many committees at the time um, when I started. You know, in 1980, there wasn't. Uh, there were, you know, PFLAG started in 2000. Yes, my we helped to um, give money to ACB Radio when it started uh, in Alaska. We did that for a couple of times, and so we actually gave some money to promote ACB Radio. Um, there was also, um, and I can't remember if it was 1998 or whatever. I really miss bits doing, um, doing they they were teaching like word perfect and word, you know, word and word and stuff like that, and that was really useful. And we had a SoundForge um, training. Uh, oh God, I was, remember SoundForge? I had forgotten about was, SoundForge. That, that was in 2000. Um, yeah. That was in 2000. Yeah, it was. Um, that was in Kentucky, and you know stuff like that. So there were all sorts of you know things that I went to and bits. I've been a member of bits for a very very long time, and um, the Bear Revival League when I was president and I was uh, treasurer. of bits too and you know now I'm on a couple of committees nationally so you know it's it's just been um, it's just been a good ride what are the questions you have I don't know um, well uh, I guess that kind of you know you you've you've enjoyed what you've been doing obviously or you wouldn't still be here yeah well the uh, reason I'm still here is because there's still so much uh, to do in ACB and diversity and stuff like that and and now I and and, and zoom wasn't around of course uh, <laughs> in the um, in the uh, you know in the 80s of course and um, so uh, I'll stop doing that our, our big thing back then oh, in the late 80s, in the 90s actually I guess it was uh-huh. was when we had ACBL oh uh, yes well, and uh, then when I started the leadership uh, list <laughs> And, I was uh, I was I was part of the ACB dash L for a while, and then I got tired yeah, of it. ACBL was 
Oh, and that was that was our equivalent <laughs> of social media back then. <laughs> it was, it was, and I it was a lot it. of fun. Oh yeah, we used to. Yeah. I remember uh, several, couple of different years, we uh, had get-togethers of ACBL at the convention, and right. kind of like the way communities doing their thing. Now right. only we just did it like one evening for. Oh yeah, you know, like a, a social type thing. Um, oh yeah, and there and there are people who are just you know, are not around anymore, like a lot of the people that we knew in the 90s, my yeah. husband and Pat and Marv Price, who we were friendly with at the time, they're all right. gone. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm still here. And, um, you know, we even had a, a camp uh, for a while, a, a youth camp, and we did all this crazy stuff. So, you know, I, I you know, to, to promote, um, you know, ACB and American Council of the Blind. And, um, you know, I just think that I've learned a lot over the years. And, of course, at the beginning, I wasn't the leader of anything, so. You know, but, let me uh, ask you. Let me ask you a question. Anybody else wants to chime in on this at some point? Um, do you think we do as much as far as independence is concerned today as we did back in back in those days? Yeah, I um, think in so. In promoting independence. I think so. Um, I I really believe in interdependence, and I actually have done workshops on interdependence versus inter independence and stuff like that. So you know, I I, I really um, think that ACB has come a long way. And of course, I got one of the books of, of People of Vision in Braille. I I gave it to somebody else because I moved after Anchorage. But but yeah. So I mean, I I've been around for. A long time. I learned about the history, and my husband was on the board for four years. So, you know, oh, I remember like... him on the board. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and 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 we helped Chris Gray get elected. So, you know, we did a lot. We did a lot of things back in the, you know, nineties and and two thousands and even earlier. That's true. The... You did. You and <laughs> you and Sandy did a lot back then. <laughs> and in 1987, that was my first uh, uh, national convention in Los Angeles, actually. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So. That's, well, all, that's what I have to say. Well, thank you. <laughs> Carla Hayes has got her hand up, too. No. She's been around a good number of years. Yes. Um, I've, I was just doing some math, which isn't one of my fortes. I'm a lowly linguist. And um, I figured out that I have been in an ACB, um, considering you know my first dealings with ACB since, um, since um, 1982. So that's 41 years. And um, it, the funny thing, Terry, is how I came into ACB. I was in ACB for three years and didn't know it. <laughs> and how that happened, you're going to laugh. Well, how did you, you know, um, in 1982, I was finishing getting my teaching degree and I was having a really rough student teaching experience. And so I can't even remember who told me. They said, well, you know, there's a, there's a national, there's an organization called the National Association of Blind Teachers. And so I joined the National Association of Blind Teachers. It's now the American Association of Blind Teachers. But um, I was having trouble with, you know, the, um, the professors were saying, well, how are you going to write on a chalkboard? You have to be visual. You have to do this. And I, um, somebody told me about using overhead projectors and transparencies. And um, so um, I got involved with the National Association of Blind Teachers. And I decided, you know, they really helped me. They gave me ideas and thoughts. So I had, it was payback time. So I wrote a very detailed 
very detailed article for the blind teacher about how to prepare transparencies and use the overhead um, projector. So anyhow, but I didn't associate ACB. It was just like um, American Association of Blind Teachers, an affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. I thought, oh, that's just some big corporate thing in a high building. And that, that just, they, they just fund them or something, you know, <laughs> and think about it. And, um, and uh, in 1985, um, 1985, the president of our local chapter calls me on the telephone and said, we have this organization. It's um, the um, local chapter of the Council of the Blind, and we advocate for the needs for people who are blind, visually impaired, and we have picnics, and we're a support group, and we do this and we do that. Would, if my husband picked you up, would you come, you know, and see, you know, what you think? You know, we'd like you to come to one of our meetings. And I came and I was bitten by the ACB bug. <laughs> and then I was getting the Braille Forum. And for some reason, I must not have gotten on the forum list when I was in the teachers. Um, I, you know, I didn't get the Braille Forum. I don't know something happened. I got lost in the shuffle. So then when I got the forum, and then I started getting the PCB advocate. Then it clicked. Hey, this is all connected, you know. <laughs> and there's a moral to this story. And I like to, um, you know, just go on and on because I know you got a lot of people. But the moral to this story is that the grassroots parts of ACB are of vital importance. The special interest affiliates, the chapters, the you know, the the um, the state affiliates, because as shortly after I got into the chapter, I started to go to the state affiliate conventions and I attended my first convention because I was dazzled. I read about it in the Braille Forum and I was in in 1985 and my first convention ah, yeah. in Knoxville in 1986. So, what year was, I'm trying to remember what year was Philadelphia. Um, I just missed it. Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say it was 84 or five, I think. I think it was 85. And the weird thing is, nobody from our chapter had gone, but I joined the chapter in July right after the convention was over. I could have gone to a much closer <laughs> convention. Oh, but, that was quite a convention in Philadelphia. Uh, we we went to, we were at that one, and that was. Uh, that was a cool place, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I would have gone if had I made the connection, but I didn't. And that, that's just so funny that, I mean, somebody, when I was telling them the story and they didn't let me finish, they said, well, how can you be an ACB and not know it? <laughs> <laughs> Anything is possible. I actually kind of had that happen from, to me for a couple of years when uh, I got kind of disheartened with, an affiliate that I belonged to and didn't pay dues for a couple of years, but somebody else paid it anyway. So, <laughs> That's so funny. You never know. Yes. Well, thanks for that. And I love your, I absolutely love your piece of advice there because that has been, that's been, that was the reason why I finally decided to run for the board of directors and have always been, um, it's always been my first priority of ACB is the special interest and state affiliates because you're absolutely right we are a grassroots organization and it's our grassroots that has what gotten us that is what got us going what has kept us going all these years and 
what is the most important to me at least the most important piece of acb is, is really nothing is. the corporate a for-profit corporate structure is not the way to deal with grassroots grassroots is a an animal unto itself and i think that we have been so fortunate through the years to have so many grassroots volunteers that have done so much for this organization and it's kept me active i think that it's leadership roles and you know yeah president of ivy and aabt sometimes and i've been on committees i was on resolutions committee yes and you've often done the uh the uh uh Back when we used to do the comedy club for the students. No, I did that uh, sometimes, and I do. You did do that sometimes. Poetry. I remember that one year in particular, mm. and uh, but I know several years you did that, and and we appreciate it. Well, I want to you. thank you for your contributions. I would just say that um, as and, far as changes that I've seen, the, the most unfortunate change is just because of the way society is going. Um, you know, I sort of miss um, some of the things we used to do at convention, like the sweets, you know, the the um, like the FIA suite and having the mixers in the suites. It's just not the same going to a big room. You know what I mean? And having yeah, it, it um, is. It's very different. Little things. It's the little some... things that have happened over the years. You know what I mean? It is. It's very different, but there are. So many, you know, the world is very different now than it was it back then. It is. It is. But thanks very much. Well, thank you for putting this on because, it, you know, it's very cathartic to reminisce. And I think it's educational. We, we're educated. I hope it is. That's what I really hope so, it is. So thank, and I want to thank you for all that you've done, yeah. too. You know, I, you and I go way back. I remember interviewing you for Ivy. I don't know if you remember. going. Oh, my God. That was a long time ago. When oh, uh, we talked about what um, how the organization had changed over the years and what you had seen and everything. Oh, my gosh. That was a long. It's good. I think. um Eunice Fiorito was still alive back then. So, but thank you for doing this. I'll let go so somebody else can talk because I'm sure. Well, thank you. I'm sure you've got an audience that's just. We do have a a fabulous audience here this evening. Take care. Desi. Hi. Hey Um, there. I, I've been in ACB for a pretty long time. When you said uh, you had to be in here for at least 25 years, I thought. I should have been there a lot longer than that. I am, um, <laughs> although I, I, um, I hasten to say that I, I just can't stand the fact that I'm getting as old as I am, and I, I hard, have a hard time believing it. But um, we anyway, all do that. We, we, we ignore that when we're on ACV time. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, I actually joined in either 1979 or 80. I'm not sure which. Um, but uh. I was the charter president of the North Coast chapter of the American Council of the Blind of California at that time. That was the chapter up in Humboldt County. So we were way far. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And um, it was actually um, our late amazing friend, Jill O'Connell, who got me involved in ACB and um, submitted my name to the then California President Bob Campbell to um, send me 
as the student representative from California to the 1981 convention in St. Louis at the Chase Park Plaza. And um, it was really, a, <coughs> excuse me, a life-changing experience for me. I had never been to anything like that in my life. Um, I was a pretty independent kid, but I had never gone to anything like a convention. I flew to St. Louis. I got myself to the hotel. I um, didn't know a soul except for the California people. But back in those days, um, they did a lot of special interest things on the weekend. And then everybody kind of started coming in on Tuesday. So none of my California buds came in until Tuesday. <laughs> and then I really knew nobody. But I... um. I just remember the incredibly warm reception I got from Roberta Douglas, and um, she was kind of in charge of all of us, making sure we got our student stipends and all the things that that we needed along the way, and and that started me on a long, a long road of of being a part of ACB, and uh, I've been a part of um, first, as I said. ACBC, American Council of the Blind of California, and then I became a member of California Council of the Blind when we went through that whole controversy. Yeah. And uh, then uh, I moved eventually to Arizona and was a part of the Arizona Council for almost 32 years. And then I'm now here in Franklin, Tennessee, and I am a member both of the Mid-Tennessee Council and also the State Tennessee Council, and just attended their convention a couple of weeks ago, and um, everyone has been wonderfully welcoming. I would say that, you know, though there have been absolutely some changes um, since I first started coming to ACB, there are really changes that kind of came along with the times as we have become more and more technologically involved over the years. Um, when I first came to that convention in 1981 in St. Louis, I, if you had told me that I would be a member of BITS today, <laughs> I would have told you you were crazy. <laughs> I didn't know anything about computers. Didn't back, even want to know anything. And back then it wasn't even bits. It was VidPi. No, VidPi. <laughs> Visually impaired. Uh, data processors. Data processors international, right? I think so. Incorporated. <laughs> I forget what the I was. Yeah, something. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and it was small and it was only for data processors. Um, People, you know, just regular people like me couldn't get in because it was, you know, it was very... The the affiliates were somewhat different, I think, back then. I remember the American Association of Blind Lawyers, you know. I remember. Oh, that's thinking, now, what is it, AAVIA? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that a lot of them have changed their names. A lot the of years. them changed their names. And, they, and there were some that, that have, you know, gone gone away. Like yeah. VidPi opened up so much um, when it turned over to Bits. Anybody remember Vista? Yes, I was just going to say that. How about Vista? Yeah. Um, Vista was the visually impaired secretaries and transcribers of America. Yeah. Yeah. I remember them very well. Well, of course, my friend Jill was one of those. And so 
you know, she she talked about Vista a lot, but um, but really, Jill and her husband Terry were people who taught me how to be a blind adult. You know, and so did Deanna. By the way, um, we you know we knew each other as children, and actually, Deanna taught me to tie my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we are still friends to this very day so yeah and um but yeah my my experience with acb has been truly amazing and like i said that first convention was life-changing um i've met so many amazing people over the years and um i am just so grateful to the organization for all the things that it has given me and uh I would never, it never ever occurred to me to go to the other organization or any of that stuff because once I found ACB, I just felt like I had found the place where I fit. And that's, and that was what I think we all, so many of us did. Mm -hmm. So many of us felt that this is where we belonged. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we did a lot of comparison shopping, if you will. <laughs> yes, and, we uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you know, and it's, it certainly has worked out for so many of us. That's one of the, or one of the early things that I was involved with is a lot to do with that whole battle. Yeah. And I think but that, that um, was a long time ago. And oh, yeah, I, I think now, now we all get to, now we all get to, um, join Desi, join Desi on Friday mornings. Now she runs the, the diner. The diner. That's right. That's right. You should come. It's fun. <laughs> and um, but I was going to say, I think that the the thing um, ACB has, as I said, done done a lot of changing. But I think it kind of has gone in step with with how how the country and the world have changed. That I think that the best thing that up and coming leaders of ACB can do is hold on to the younger people because I never thought I would be in the position to say this kind of stuff. But, you know, um, there are a lot of us who have a great deal of a stake in ACB and we'd like to keep on plugging along for absolutely ever, but it's not going to happen. And there are going to have to be people who are interested enough to come up and take over where we're leaving off. Yeah, and 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 take over the the hard reins, not just the yeah cheerleading things. Exactly, not just exactly. being the cheerleaders. I mean, and, and there have been some pretty happen, rough times. Yeah, there have been some pretty rough times. But you know, as you know, as you just you know, as we've just said, we all started as young people. I was um, God, what was I? Uh, twenty or something when I started in ACB, twenty twenty one, something like that. And, I think I was twenty-seven. You know, so yeah, we, you know, we we were the young people in those mm -hmm. days, and the older ones did not let us. They were not about. Oh to no, let they us didn't really away. like us at all. Oh mm -hmm. no, no, they did. They did. See, I we found just the opposite. We we I was very much mentored by people like M. J. Schmidt, Mary Ballard Stevens, oh, uh, yeah. uh, 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 Durwood McDaniel, um, Otis Stevens. You know, those were all people that 
they just kept, they just kept bringing us along and bringing us along. I, I keep I, I think and, that that what I was referring to is the fact that I remember at one point at one of our California state conventions, I was put up as state uh, delegate, and I I don't remember if I don't know if you remember um, Juliet Bent Esterly. Oh yes, yeah. But not she well, but stood right up in the convention and said, "No, she's too young." <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Well, it was they voted of... me in anyway, but <laughs> she wasn't pleased. <laughs> <laughs> and she is long, long gone. You guys listening? So long gone. Yeah. But... Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all that you've done as well. And all oh. you that you continue to do, Desi. Thanks so much. And I think this we is better a great move call. on to yep. <laughs> Jean Mann. Jean's well, been around a good long time. <laughs> yes, I think I can figure 47 years. So I'm headed toward my golden star. There you uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and I guess you are too. Maybe you're pastors. I'm not sure. Actually, I'm past. I, yeah, started, uh, I started in 72. I, I'm not even sure. I think I started in 76, 77. I don't <laughs> must have been before 77 because that was my first uh, national convention. But well, um, I know Frank got me involved and we didn't start going out together until January of 72. Oh, OK. So that's, that's yes. why I remember. <laughs> yes. Well, the I joined a, I was going to ACB and NFB meetings my in, in, in Albany here. And actually, <laughs> NFB put me on committees and I hadn't even joined. So, um, yeah, I, I, I started going to ACB meetings because I had more friends there. I was in uh, bowling with a lot of them and they used to meet on Friday nights and they would have dinner first and then um, have their meeting. And then we'd go upstairs to the bar and and close the evening up there. And as it happened, my my supervisor's brothers had a, a little a little two man band up there. So whenever we were there, they'd send over a pitcher of beer. <laughs> and they liked me a whole lot better than she did. So it enticed me <laughs> enticed me to go to meetings. Anyway, in seventy seven, um the convention was in Miami Beach and my friends convinced me to go with them. And I don't think I went to any meetings that year as you know, a lot of people when you first come you go to all the parties and you know, it was my first vacation away from home as an adult. So uh, I was not at all interested in, in meetings, but I did join Vista. And eventually I went to a couple of their meetings and then different things happened. And I skipped about three conventions. By the time I came back, I was um, I was in data processing. So I joined VidPi. Oh, I was going to tell you a story about the Philadelphia convention. We got there on Friday night. And we got settled in our rooms and the fire alarm went off about midnight. It went and off a couple of times that yeah. week, as I recall. <laughs> and my friend got up and I, you know, I'm ready to leave. And she still went on her clothes and I'm like, what are you doing? And she said, I just bought all these new clothes. I'm not leaving them all here. <laughs> <laughs> and do you remember the elevator in that hotel? It never worked. So it, it was just faster to take the stairs. I lost five pounds that convention. That has never happened since. <laughs> I think I was on the 10th floor. Anyway, so um, so then I missed a few conventions. And the next one I came back to was Phoenix. And the only reason I came back was I was supposed to go to Hawaii with a friend. And we had a big um, disagreement about something. And so 
um, she had booked the trip with some other friends of hers. So I was kind of like out. <laughs> so I said, well, if I'm not going to Hawaii, I might as well go to the convention. And one day when I was in exhibits, um, Otis Stevens came along and he asked me what my name was. And I told him and he said, we'll have to keep that name in mind. And I thought, oh, no, I'm not getting involved in any of that stuff. <laughs> no way. So then a couple years later in Vegas, I got a call at seven o'clock on a Sunday morning from, do you remember McKinley Young? Oh, Mac, no. Mac Young. Nice, no, nice, no. nice guy. I lived in the Washington, D.C. area. And uh, he called me and asked me, I don't know. Well, I knew MJ. And she knew of people from around here because she yeah. lived in, in Rochester. And I had been president of the, we had what we called the Upstate Blind Bowlers Tournament Association. And um, my name got around somehow. And so somehow somebody suggested that they asked me to run for secretary of VidPi. Now I've been to VidPi meetings, but you know, and anyway, so first I said no. And then I thought about it and I thought, you know, this would be a, a challenge. I should do it. So I did. And they took me under their wing. It was in the days when the, you know, the affiliates met first and they took me under their wing and they, you know, wined me and dined me. And every break we took, we were playing on the slots and <laughs> they, in those days we had the suites. So we had a, a party and I thought, this is just like the people I work with. And <laughs> I remember it was, it was so loud and it was so rowdy that MJ, she was in the room next door and she left her room because we were so loud. And that's, that's saying something. <laughs> That's yeah, it certainly yeah. is because yeah. MJ she, was usually the party, was yes, party she was. central usually. Yes, she was. So um so I was secretary of them with them for four years and then somehow in the middle of that I I must have been a delegate for my state or something, and so I had to go to meetings and I got so um so engrossed in resolutions one year that I wrote to Grant Mack and asked if I could serve on that committee. And he said they didn't have room for me there. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking, but and he said they didn't have room for me there, but they had room on the Constitution and Bylaws Committee. So I served on that committee, and that was Del Amon's last year as um, the committee chair because he died ah, the following. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in those days, you know, we didn't have we didn't have computers or anything, so you did everything with Braille or print. So he had one of the other members read the amendments as they were and then he had me we we borrowed somebody's braille writer i don't know where we got it and he had me read the amendments as the as we amended them and um that was my my first exposure to to being up on the podium and all that stuff so the next year karen Prezentka from wisconsin was there's another name was supposed yes was supposed to chair the committee and she got a job at the last minute and couldn't come. So she suggested to Otis that he asked me to chair the committee. So I became chair of the constitution and bylaws committee. Yeah. And then John McCann, watch out. She's yeah, my, oh no, no, he, he can, can have come it. back. <laughs> he can have it. No, no, he can have it. So then somehow, um, so then they, they, they decided I should, well, they decided the year before I should run for the board and, the way things turned out, I ended up running against her for a director's position. <laughs> Obviously, I did not get it. But the next year I did run. We were in Little Rock, Arkansas, and I got on the board. And I stayed on the board for eight years. And that was in the in the days when finances were really, 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 you know, bad. So yeah, we, we paid were. for a lot of the things ourselves. And they had laid off people in the national office 
in in uh, Washington, it was just Oral and Roberta that were running that office. And Jim Olson had to lay off people in the Minnesota office. And so it was a mess. Um, and it, by the time I got off the board, things had straightened out somewhat. So, you know, some of the finances and things were being paid for. So while I was on the board, I started working in the convention. We had a convention office in those days. Um, and it, it did a lot of what the information desk does now. Mm -hmm. And basically was a place for the convention coordinator to work on things and, you know, work with people from the hotel and any any issues that came up, any problems that came along, people came in there. So I was kind of like a secretary, I guess. I took all the door prizes, you know, that, that kind of stuff. So I did that for like 11 years. And um, on the state level, I've held every every office at some point except for treasurer. Um, I was president. Wise woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't want to deal with anybody else's money. So, um, at some point, I became a life member. I think, you know, when it was, it was, um, it was back in 1993. No, yeah, San Francisco, and we had the big demonstration, oh, yeah. and yeah. that was the day they announced the life members. And I wasn't even there to get to, to. Well, I guess they sent me my plaque, but I wasn't even there when he announced my name because we were all out on that demonstration. Yeah, it was that was quite a demonstration. Yes, for those who well, don't know, it was subway. We were we were fighting for warning strips on subway platforms because we'd had two people get killed like in a couple weeks of each other in '93. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, since then, I you know I I I get out of one thing and I find myself in something else. So, <laughs> I'm I'm currently on the state level membership chair and doing our newsletter, and on the national level, I'm sharing MMS and I'm doing, I'm on awards and I'm on credentials. Actually, and which reminds me folks, anybody wants to hear more from Jane, from, I'm from Jean, um, as she's going to be on Table Talk Thursday next week about MMS uh, with Council of Citizens with Global Vision, but I know she's always looking for uh, people to join or increase their contributions through MMS and Jane, Jane, let me ask, why am I calling you Jane? I don't know. <laughs> um, let me ask you one, the, the one last quick question. And that is what's your piece of advice to our upcoming leadership? Um, I have, I have several. One is learn to advocate for yourself. Um, pick your battles because you can't possibly advocate for everything all at once. So, you know, choose, choose your battles and also learn that just because you don't think you need something, somebody else might. Uh, I've been to many places where people say, well, we don't really need that. Well, we don't really need that. Well, you might not, but somebody else does. It's a very so th good point. Those would be my my three pieces of advice. Well, thank you very much, Jean. And thank you for all that you've done throughout the many years. Thank you. And there's an awful lot of it there that we didn't even get the chance to that's, touch on. That's true, but you have other people that want to talk. So. We do. We've got, <laughs> I've got at least three more hands okay. raised. Okay. <laughs> talk to have you next a, week. Have a great one. Take you care. Too. Talk to you Thursday. Okay. Penny Reader. Hey, Terry, and uh, everybody else. Um, you know, ACB, it's just amazing what, a, what an amazing part of my life ACB has become. Uh, when I applied for the job of editor of the Braille Forum in 1999, I believe, um, mm -hmm. 
I uh, I have been getting the Braille Forum as a Braille magazine uh, for a long time, uh, but I really was not a member. And then I was in grad school at GW, George Washington University, and I asked them to send me to the Joe Taylor uh, Leadership Conference, which that year was in Washington, D.C. And at that conference, I met Mike Byington and Debbie Grubb and Paul Edwards, and um, they told me how to get on the list, the ACBL list, and it was just a revelatory experience. It was such a wonderful, friendly place to be. Um, and then the um, the position of editor for the Braille Forum came up, and they all encouraged me to apply, and I did. And that's really when I became involved in ACB. The first time I met Charlie Crawford was at that convention where I had my job interview. And, oh, my God, I just adored Charlie. I still miss him. Uh, he became such a good friend of mine. And you and I, Terry, yeah, we started yeah. on the same day, uh, and we were instantly friends, and we had all these things in common. Um, and, you know, the thing that keeps me involved in ACB is the people. I have so many friends in ACB, and, and I make new friends all the time. It's just a wonderful, friendly organization. The first time I went to a convention, it was the first time I had ever been anywhere where everyone was blind. And it was such a wonderful experience, you know, where you didn't have to explain yourself and you weren't the only person using a cane. <laughs> and then, uh, That's right, too. You were using a cane. I then. was. I used a cane until 2000. And I didn't even know anything about guide dogs until I went to work for HTB and Charlie and Melanie both had guide dogs. And they could, man, they could boogie down the sidewalk. And I wanted to be able to do that. <laughs> um, they encouraged me to uh, get in touch with GDY. I did. Um, and uh, they they told me what to do, and I did it. And uh, Sue Crawford told me about Fidelco. Uh, at that time, Seth was only five or six. He's my youngest child. And uh, I knew I couldn't go away to a guide dog school for several weeks and learn. And Sue told me about Fidelco, and I got glory. It was an amazing experience, and uh, now I'm on my, let me see, uh, Glory, Tess, Willow, and I'm on my fourth guide dog, Yara, um, and uh, and then I became involved in GDY, and the organization kind of began to fall apart. I remember we had a, a bad convention where things were just really falling apart. I remember standing in front of the elevator, and I said... If if this organization doesn't figure out who they used to be and get back to that, I'm going to run for president. And somebody behind <laughs> me, you do that, and I'll get make sure that my state gives you 25 votes. And I did, and I became president. <laughs> and I had no idea what I was doing. And I went to Carla Rushevel's leadership training that year, and I didn't even know if I had won the election. And she was, that was just an amazing experience. She did just a great job of training leaders. I know Burl Collie Leadership Institute is now doing the same thing. But really, if you want to become a leader in ACB, go to one of those sessions and learn what to do because it's just really saves you. Um, so um, I guess the reason I've stayed in ACB is because of all the wonderful people that I know. I was so excited to read Jonathan's message last week. Um, 
And he reminded me, and I hope he reminded everyone of what ACB was and still can be and still really is. And that's an organization that is cutting edge. We reach out to the whole world and that we spread our message to the whole world. Um, and we're an organization that believes in freedom of information. We share information freely with one another. We do not always agree, but we don't keep anyone from saying what they believe. Um, and those are the important things about ACB. That's what keeps me here. When I got the job of editor, um, Nolan Crabb was the former editor of the Braille Forum right before me. He lived in my neighborhood. And one, his youngest child and my one of my children were in kindergarten together. So we didn't really know each other, but we got to know each other. And he gave me advice about ACB. And he said, the important thing about ACB is that anyone who wants to speak can speak. And anyone who has an opinion can share it with anyone else. And that's why we're different from the Federation. And I took that to heart. He told me to read all the Braille forums that were stacked up in the office, and I did. Um, and those are the important things about ACB. We believe in democracy. We're a membership-driven organization. That's really important. And we believe that everyone has an opinion that's worth hearing. Uh, so that's why I stay. Um, I think we've done a lot of wonderful things with advocacy. We still have a lot more to do. And I know that we will because we have great members. And um, I really appreciate your having this show, Terry, because it just reminded me of all the people that I've loved in ACB. And then I still do. Uh, Nola McKinney and uh, Kathy. Oh, uh, Nola. She was such a character. <laughs> Kathy from uh, Kathy. What was her last name? From Wisconsin, the Badger. She was oh, Kathy a, Brockman. Kathy Brockman. What an amazing woman. And, and you was. know, and Marlena, uh, and and Jonathan Mosen. I mean, we just have, we've just done a wonderful job of uh, advocating for people who are blind, and hearing from people who are blind, and making everyone feel included. So, thanks, well, Terry. I appreciate the show. Thank you for all that you've done, and you, you've gone way above and beyond, and put up with some pretty amazing things through the years, and. But it's still working out. And, and, it's, working and it's, out. And it's worked. And, and it's worked. And that's what's what really counts about it all. Yeah. And we're running low on time, folks. So um, <laughs> our next speaker is Deanna Noriega and then Cindy Hollis. <laughs> okay. I think I'm unmuted. I hope I have. You are. <laughs> you are now. All righty. <laughs> um, I was... 31, the mother of a three-year-old, a year-old, and um, my adopted son, who is um, 13 at the time. Wow. And I went to a small church in McMinnville, Oregon, and they held these monthly meetings for elderly blind people. And because I was a member of the church, I said, oh, I should go to that meeting and lend a hand. And they, so they said, well, the volunteers stay after. Um, and I had walked to the church. And so I wasn't, you know, nobody was waiting on me to give me a ride home or whatever. And I stayed and she says, oh, no, dear, it's for the volunteers. And I said, I'm volunteering. <laughs> so <laughs> that was my first thing that I did. And then they asked me about a month after I started 
um, giving suggestions and doing some program planning and so forth. Um, if I would take the a um, hundred dollars and go to the state convention of the Oregon Council of the Blind in Portland. Um, and I said, sure. So my little dog and I jumped on the bus and we walked from the bus station to the hotel. And the first person I met was Grant Mack, who was the national uh. spokesperson that, that year for them. And of course, the president of the organization at that time was Kim Chawson. So I got to meet Kim and Brian and Vicki and... Um, oh, of the Oregon Council, right. Yeah. yeah. And I got to meet uh, Mr. Mack, who was very charming and told me a silly story about <laughs> something that happened on the, on the plane. And Kim sat me down for maybe 15 minutes because she was on the run all the time, being the, the uh, affiliate president. And quizzed me on what I, who I was, what I like to do, what my life was like. And the next thing I knew, she was assigning me to go to a disability women's conference in Eugene to write an article for the, <laughs> the stylist, which was their state newsletter. And I did. Um, and people have been asking me, will I do this or do that ever since? And most and of the time... And most of the time, you usually say yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, and that's really something weird for a basically shy person. Um, but I'm a friendly person. It's just, um, I would rather be quietly doing something in the background than taking a leadership role. But if there's a vacant you know, a gap where something needs to get done and it's something I believe in, I screw up my courage and I say, okay, I'll run for that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you've and, done that for so many affiliates and in, in so many different positions through the years. Yeah. And I think we all owe you a great, a great, of, a great deal of gratitude for all that you've done. Deanna, and what do you see as the? Uh, oh, if, they're if, trying if, to uh, lower my hand here. <laughs> and what do you see as the? Uh, oh, I'm not talking right anymore. Um, did I lose you? No, I didn't. No. I'm sorry. Uh, what would be your piece of advice to the leaders of the future? Harriet's 10 off. There we go. Yeah, thanks, okay. Cindy. Yeah. Quickly. Okay. Um, I think that we are making wonderful strides in meeting people's needs where they are at. And that's something that I take great pride in because nobody tells you there's only one way to be blind. And you don't have to be superhuman and leap tall buildings, white cane in hand. <laughs> says who <laughs> <laughs> well no you're the one that, that likes to trip over cords and almost land in my lap uh, we don't time. even talk about me and tripping <laughs> we so, do not talk about me and tripping no I'm not, just my, my, my piece de resistance on that was when I tripped in uh, I was trying to jump over a dog and got my sandal caught in the, sand, in the harness 
and ended up cracking both elbows, fracturing both of my elbows yeah, and going home a- with, with two arms in one sling. It was charming. Fun. <laughs> Well, oh, you know, goodness. we've all done those things from time to time. <laughs> you know, the, and you know, the wonderful somebody said one day, someone said to me one day, you know, you should listen to the, that happened in uh, Des Moines. And they <laughs> well, said, you should listen to that Thursday one, because you can actually hear you go splat on the floor. <laughs> well, the, the I, was, I remember was, the splat. That was a challenging that was convention with all the different hotels and uh, the skywalks and everything. And I lost my wallet on a Sunday. I was trying to get back to the restaurant where I had gone for a bite to eat when I first got there. And that was the last time I remember having it. And I'm trying to find my, what I didn't, I got totally lost in downtown Des Moines on a Sunday morning, no traffic going anywhere. The streets were totally flat. There was no, you know, no no curb cuts, nothing. It was just flat because it was brick yeah. work and everything felt the same. And I'm wandering around going, oh, my God, how am I ever going to find my hotel again? And I got um, wrangled by a policeman and walked into my hotel. And so Mike Byington came running up and he said, what happened? Are you all right? And I said, yeah. And he says, you weren't under arrest. No, I just got <laughs> lost and I was standing on a street corner because I lost my wallet and I went to look for it. And he said, well, honey, you've got friends. Everybody here would lend you a few bucks. You don't have to go stand on street corners. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Michael. Oh, yeah. Oh, goodness. Deanna, thank you, you for all that you've done, but we're absolutely out of time. <laughs> yep. And I want, and I absolutely want to give my last person who has her hand up um, a couple of minutes because it's one everybody knows, and that's Cindy Hollis. Yes. Hey, Cindy. Hi, Terry. So first, I want to ask you a question, Terry. How long do you think I've been a member of ACB? Ugh. I, I'm guessing. <laughs> you sounded like Lucio Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Late eighties. Eighty six. So yeah, thirty seven years. I was twenty three years old when I joined, and I was pregnant with my oldest daughter, and joined at the, of course, chapter level with nine members. We had just started a chapter. Who would have ever thunk that? Uh, <laughs> Fifteen years later. I would end up uh, president, well, it was actually more than that, about 18 years later, I would end up president of WCB. And it took me three times running for the board uh, to finally make it on our board of directors for Washington Council. Uh, and uh, over They wanted the, to keep you as president, didn't they? No, this is before I ran for president oh. <laughs> in the 90s. It took me three times before I could get elected to the board uh and and uh and then i you know became president i was president for four terms uh two consecutive twice um i've also served as president of what is now acb families for a few years and i helped uh i was the one that drafted the resolution that started our youth program at conventions and that was in 2001, if I'm not, well, 2000 is when it passed. 
And um, that was when we called it the Yak. Yep, Youth Activity <laughs> Center. Yes, yes, ma'am. Uh, and I've served as chair of of uh, a few committees, the Awards and Leadership uh, Institute, and have served on several committees for ACB. But I think you know when when I got hired in 2019, it was it was a coming home kind of feel, and I didn't know the timing in my life personally was probably kind of uh, some of the worst time in my life. It was pretty tough, but I jumped in with both feet, and I know it has been like a really positive thing for me. Uh, personally, and and being in the midst of a lot of positive change, where we are embracing a lot of volunteerism on an accelerated daily basis, and um, and so what I want to speak to really quickly is those people who are new to ACB, learning about who we are, where we've been where we're going and where their place is in our organization, in their organization. I wanna say, don't give up, find out what your gifts are, your skill set is, ask questions, find mentors, people that you can model your leadership after um, and be fearless and don't let people's nose define, and I'm talking nose, N-O-S, not with an E at the end. <laughs> Don't let others' nose define your future and uh, be determined. I like that one especially. You know, seriously, it's so easy. I remember in the 90s being told no a lot, and people didn't believe in me. But the bottom line was I believed in me, and I didn't stop. And so what I want to say to those that are thinking about leadership in ACB, it's out there and it's waiting for you and it's yours. Find whatever tools you need to make it happen and don't let anybody stop you. And we're so glad you're a part of ACB. Thank you very much, Cindy. Thanks. And thank you for all that you've done through the years and are continuing to do. I need to stop here just for a minute. Don't tell Cindy Hollis that I might cheat a little bit on how this game, this show goes tonight. But um, I really have an announcement. I really want to get out before we lose the stream. And that is starting next Friday night. We are starting a whole new series. And that is going to be of people, particularly in the entertainment field, who have been, who are not the youngest members of our group, but have built their careers in various forms of entertainment. And our first guest, to top it off, because he's written 15 books, has been in films, on TV, um, you name it, he has, he has done it at some point in time, is Tom Sullivan. And Tom will be our uh, guest next Friday night. And then we've got a an amazing cavalcade of stars, as the old saying went, uh, that's going to take place over the next couple of weeks. 
And if we run a little bit over tonight, maybe we'll just stay on. If anybody has anything else that they would like to say, once our stream ends, we'll uh, maybe extend for a few minutes after that. So that's why I just wanted to be sure that everybody knew about next week's call. 